This is what makes men, men. We're men, right? Indeed we are, sir. Welcome to another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. This is where Zachary Small is working to keep masculinity in men, in marriages, and in all fathers. The information shared here is meant to be applied. We're changing the world one man at a time. Now, let's get into the episode with Zach Small on the Family Alpha Podcast. Welcome back to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. As you heard in that intro, I am your host, Zachary Small, and today I am talking to you about permanent sobriety. You know, there are a lot of people, actually recently I've had a butt ton of conversations about how I was able to go from drinking, binge drinking for 20 years to just giving it up. And in that, there were many pit stops along the way, and there were many false starts. You know, many times I was trying to share with the world how I was going to make it happen this time. And 2019 stands out to me as one of the years. I was like, this is it. 2019 is the year that I'm going sober for the entire calendar year and the rest of my life. That did not happen. (laughs) You know, spoiler alert there. It wasn't until 2020, July 7th, that I actually kicked the habit for good. And the reason I call permanent sobriety, you know, I read and I've I've openly shared uh, this naked mind by Annie Grace was a huge influence on my journey here. And in it, she speaks about her father and how he he experienced spontaneous sobriety. So he'd been drinking however long, and he just stopped. That's exactly what I did. That is that is literally, I was sitting there, I was looking at my glass of wine, and I, I a few things lined up. I was feeling fat. I had had a discussion with a friend about how what I was doing was unsustainable. You know, the, the quality of my service was going down, being able to meet the demands. I was getting more stressed than normal. It was showing. And so I was getting fat. I was stressed out, you know, and I had a lot of things going for me, but a lot of things going against me that, that I was putting in my own way. And so I was sitting there, I'm sitting there holding my glass of wine and I looked at Jackie and I tell her I'm done. This is it. This is the last night I'm drinking alcohol. And she says, okay, you know, and that leads to her saying, if you're, if you're stopping, I'm stopping, you know, we can give it up. And we both proceeded to crush the three bottles of wine that we had in the house. And at 11.59 on the 6th, I took my last sip of alcohol. July 7th, so 7-7-2020 is the first full day that I was alcohol-free. And that was quite a while ago. I've actually got to check my phone and bring up the I Am Sober app, which is the app I use to track. I highly recommend it for everybody to see where I'm at. And so it says that I'm at 643 days sober, which is also 21 months, which is pretty cool. Now, in this app, I set it up to where I think I was said I was paying a certain amount a day and then I was drinking for a certain amount of hours a day. And so when I look at that, so 624 days of uh, sobriety, that equals, or 643 days of sobriety, $12,860, 1,929 hours. Those are numbers that stand out to me because it's more about what I gained than what I lost. You know, I got rid of the booze but I gained so much more literally like tangibly. I gained time and money. That's fantastic. The intangibles though, the confidence, the ability to always be prepared. You know, we talk about family men being there and rising to the occasion. You know, I'm a a leader. I'm the shield and the spear. We get all pumped up about these things, but how are you going to do that? If you're passed out, how are you going to do that? If you're, if you're blacked out or if you're partying with your bros, you're doing your thing, 
you know, week by week, weekend by weekend, you're celebrating something. You're drinking because you're happy or you're drinking because you're sad or you're drinking just to drink and you do it over and over again. You're a liability, man. You know, something's going to happen. You're not going to be prepared. You're going to be in the way. Your drunk ass is going to do something stupid. And even if it's that night where you only have one or two drinks and you're driving and then you get pulled over, now you've got to deal with all that. And for what? What are you gaining? What does booze bring us? The marketing from alcohol companies is so impressive because they make you question yourself and blame yourself when you can't drink their product. It's literally a type 1 carcinogen. It causes cancer. Like alcohol is known 100% to cause cancer. It leads to a bunch of health complications. You know, people die by the thousands every year due to alcohol-related illnesses. And yet we're like, man, real men hold their whiskey. You know, if you can't do this, there's something wrong with you. Not the drink, it's you. I started to put these pieces together. And so when you're going from the point of, well, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to give it up for a little bit. Ask yourself what positive it's bringing to your life. Be honest. You know, that's that's one of the reasons I, I got that, that's over, that, that wave. I can't even come up with like the description for it. Just sitting there, it was like a moment, man. It was like an insight. Like I don't even know how to describe it. Just that that moment in time where I made the decision that I was done. You know, that came by sitting there and looking like, what is this bringing to my life? What is this doing for me? What value is it adding? And the answer was nothing. It did nothing for me. It made nothing better. But I didn't want to admit that because you romanticize it in your head. If I can't drink, I'm not going to have those fun nights where I'm singing like true with the guys walking down the road. I'm not going to have those stories of just going crazy and doing those crazy things. I'm not going to have the stories where, you know, you bond as friends. I'm going to be the guy who leaves the party early because I'm not just going to deal with people repeating their stories and slurring and getting hyper or hyper or hyper sad. You know, I gave up things like that. But in my head, those are necessary to life. And that's why it was so hard. And for many people, you feel like you're missing out because you want to go on that nice romantic date with your wife. You want to grab that red wine, sit and sip it like you see in the movies. You know, you want to have that moment. But the problem is what follows that moment? We often black that out, literally and figuratively. And so I look at this and I'm like, man, for every time that you had, you know, a great night with your wife, you know, a great session in the bedroom, uh, very romantic, whatever, making out in the car. I don't even know like what people do when they're drunk. But, you know, you get frisky and you have those times and your inhibitions lower and you just kind of go free. For many, that is a necessary component to their sex life. Like they need the alcohol to have that confidence and that courage. I say to them, what if you were to build that skill without it? And again, back to Annie Grace, she talks about public speaking. What if you were to build the strength to be able to walk up in front of people and speak without a, a, a you know, liquid courage prior to the event? Without thinking that you had to you know, get yourself prepared or relaxed or loosened up. What if you were just strong enough as a human being to say what you had to say in front of a group and just put it out there. No liquid required, no alcohol needed, nothing to grease the grooves, just you, confident and confident enough to go and deliver a message. See, these are the things that we romanticized. We need the alcohol, but that's not the case. And I realized that. And that is how I hit permanent sobriety. I don't need this liquid. It doesn't make me better. And it probably doesn't make you better either. 
And so when you're weighing it out and thinking of the things you're losing, maybe you're thinking of supportive family or family that's not supportive. They're going to keep drinking and they're going to say, why aren't you? You know, there are people saying, well, real men can do this. Or I wish we could go out and like those people and have some fun. Let's not focus on those two, three, five times a year. We have a great time. And those 10, 15, 20 times that you drove when you shouldn't have, you got into an argument over nothing. You know, you put yourself in a position where you had to have someone take your keys or you're acting sloppy in front of people. Like, let's not overlook that too. And I'm not going to say that's everyone. This is not a thing for the world. This is a thing that I went through and other people are going through. And I'm only talking to those people. Now, I wish everybody would give up booze. I don't think it's a positive for anyone. But that's not my call. It's yours. And for some people, they can do their thing and they, they can have it. They can leave it. Cool. I'm the same way with food. You know, some people are really hooked on food. They like have to binge eat every time. And I get it. People have their thing. And so for me, that was my thing. But I overcame it. And so now all I'm doing is pointing the way saying, hey, check this out. Maybe this lifestyle, maybe not incorporating this into your daily routine or your weekly routine or hell, even monthly routine. Maybe you can just let it go. Maybe alcohol doesn't play a role or as big of a role as you think. Maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Your body will look better. The inflammation will go down. You'll reduce the risk of many uh, mental and physical ailments. You won't be in a position where you could actually like really screw your life up. You know, there's a lot that goes into removing alcohol that's a positive that we often avoid. You know, we avoid the fact that the bloating can go down. We avoid the fact that it's not necessary to have a good time and that you do have to develop certain skill sets without it. You know, you remove that crutch. We don't want to admit that because it forces us to admit that we have it as a crutch and that it could do something really bad for us. You know, and there are a lot of people listening to this who are like, all right, dude, yeah, like, cool, whatever. You do you. You have a problem. I don't have a problem. I can moderate. I'm not controlled by alcohol. Awesome. Stop drinking it then. <laughs> I left that dramatic pause for a reason. Because it shouldn't be difficult to give it up if you're not hooked on it. Well, I just like it. Yeah, that's what fat people say about food. <laughs> like, this isn't special. It doesn't get put in a special category. It's not off limits. It shouldn't be taboo to talk about sobriety. You know, but for many, it is. And so I'm recording this episode. I'm sharing this specific message because if you want permanent sobriety, you have to stop going into this thinking that there's something wrong with you for not being able to drink because you keep trying to fix yourself saying, all right, I'm good enough and now I can drink. I did this, so now I can drink. Let's blame the alcohol. Let, let's view it for what it is. It's an addictive substance. It's incredibly addictive. I think it was ranked number two behind heroin for a, you know, levels of addiction. Let's blame that. That's what it is. You're hooked on something that's designed to make you hooked in it. There's nothing wrong with you for that. The only thing wrong with you is choosing to stay in that, you know, slave state. You're a captive to it. You have to buy it. You have to drink it. I mean, when they shut down the whole world over COVID, they left liquor stores open. Let that sink in. They left liquor stores and fast food joints. They kept them open while shutting down restaurants, mom and pop shops, the gyms. They closed all that, but they kept open fast food and they kept open liquor stores. That's insane to me. That should also let you know that the government wants you drinking and anything the government wants you to do, you probably shouldn't do. So that's just another bullet in the column of <laughs> things not to do or reasons to get over this, but it's going to be your call. And at the end of the day, if this is something you want, you're going to get it. You're going to make the choice. You know, I've got a link to 365 to sobriety below. 
if you use the uh, code permanent, you can take 30% off the price. So 30% off, this is going to be forever out there. So whoever listens to the episode for as long as I run the course, you can join my community that's on Telegram. It's a private community where we just talk about addiction. We talk about sobriety. We talk about sober living. We hold each other accountable. We do our thing. But use the code permanent for 30% off and you can be rolling with the rest of us. Again, it's your decision though. If you want this, it's time to make the choice. It's a lot easier for people to support you in your sober journey if you do it voluntarily. If you go out and get that DUI, you ruin your marriage, you you destroy your health and you have cirrhosis, you know, you do something stupid or make an ass of yourself publicly, and then you get sober, people will think, well, you you did this because you were forced to, because you have a problem. But if you do it on your own, people are like, all right, you're just making a choice, man. Like you, you don't have to do this. Like nothing happened to me. I got sober because I wanted to, because I knew it was best for me. My wife got sober because I said I was. And she's like, well, if you're not drinking, I'm not drinking because we roll together. We're a team. And so you have that choice to make now, or at least to start thinking about, or, or kind of observing your relationship with it. For me, it's easy. It's not good for me. I'm letting it go. I've done that with a lot of things. If people aren't supportive and they're not going to help me with my mission, they can get out of my life. You know, alcohol can leave. It doesn't support me. I'm, I'm hyper-focused on just working to become my best self, the best husband I can be, the best father I can be, the best man I can be. And a part of that is getting rid of some habits I had, instilling new habits, getting rid of some old people, uh, instilling new people, you know, sort of changing myself to being my best self. And so who I was does not really dictate who I become. I'm just going to keep getting better. I'm going to keep fine tuning and evaluating myself to make sure I'm making these choices, you know, for the right reasons. Dropping alcohol was an easy choice. I'll never go back. I had a call with the man today, you know, a little private coaching one-on-one. We were talking sobriety and he's like, you know, how did you make that decision? And I realized, I was like, you know, for a long time, I kept saying, oh, once I get myself under control, I can go back. Every time I went back, it was just back into the same routine. And so I realized that's not in the cards for me. I'm never going to be a a normal drinker. If it's one, I need 30 (laughs) or a zero. So let's just stick with zero instead of going to 30 because that's how my brain works. And so I will. And hopefully the damage I've done to my body will heal over time. Like I said, I'm closing in on two years of sobriety, which is cool, but I did some damage, man. Like my organs were hurt. My brain was hurt. You know, I'm sure I'm still regenerating everything now. And I'm glad I made that choice at 33 versus, you know, 40, but still that went on too long. And so hopefully I can catch somebody that before me, or if you're even past me, you know, somebody before it goes on too late until you either hit the point where you can't come back from it legally or physiologically, you know, you've done so much damage that your body just can't repair itself. Wherever you're at on that spectrum, maybe you're just dabbling and starting out and trying to find your way and you're starting to party more because of COVID. Maybe not. But wherever you're on this journey, today's a great day to stop. Get off the train before it crashes. There's no positive that comes from this. The absolute best case you can find from alcohol use is that you remain the same. Let that really sink in. Nothing positive ever happens. Best case scenario, you remain the same. That's your absolute best outcome. Worst you fucking kill yourself. You do something stupid, you destroy the life you worked so hard to build. You literally take your life or another's or you die before you ever enter the grave. You know, your body just shuts down and just destroys itself because you drink yourself to oblivion to deal with the world, to deal with your life, to deal with just existing as a human being. I don't know what that is for you, but I do know if you make that choice, 
lean into a group of accountability. Like I said, 365 below, use the code permanent for 30% off. But there's places on Reddit, there's sober groups everywhere. Jump in, find the accountability. You'll realize that your life is so much better without alcohol. Weekend mornings are better. <laughs> Never having a blackout is great. Never worrying if you're driving at one in the morning just because you're out late. You know, your life doesn't end. I've stayed and shut down bars with friends and not had a job. I've held shot glasses and carried them to friends and not even wanted it at all. I don't drink ever. There's no craving. There's, there's no anything. There's no issue at all with it. I will never drink again. It's that easy. And so hopefully you can reach that point too, where you stop struggling with the back and forth and just say, I'm done. I'm getting off. If you have any questions, hit me up with the socials. You know, the links are all below. I really wish you well with this journey and hopefully you make the right decision for you. And you look back, you know, what, 643 days from now and you're like, man, after I listened to that podcast, it changed me. And I realized that life without alcohol is a much better life. You guys stay well. This is Zach. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You've just finished another episode of the Family Alpha Podcast. Now go out and apply what you've learned. And be sure to follow Zach on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Small underscore. Also, be sure to check out Zach's work at thefamilyalpha.com and his private men's community, thefraternityofexcellence.com.